Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. It's Thursday night, but it's Friday here for our guest because she is in the future. And, <laughs> and so this is this is kind of a new one. This is, I think, the first person that's from out of the country. I feel like, which is weird, except for Canada. Canada doesn't really count that much but so this is this is cool and i'm happy happy to have her and she is a relationship coach is that correct a good way to put it or I'm a you love say? coach i love to say a that love, i'm a love coach all right. okay a, a, a love that. coach i like that okay so she is a love coach and so right here right now oralie herve how you doing I'm doing really, really well. Thank you so much for having me, Rusty. Yeah, and I'm indeed right. from the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed someone from the future. I haven't had that either yet. So um, having someone from the future is a first for me here today. So I'm I'm happy about that. But uh, so, uh, yeah, so I mean, it's, well, it's, you said it's 10 o'clock in the morning there and you're in, where are you in Australia? So I'm in Sydney, Australia, and yeah, it's the, the morning, beautiful day here. Uh, not that beautiful. hot yet, but yes. It'll get there. It will get there. <laughs> get there. Yeah, yeah, we're, we got, uh, I don't know, it's end of winter here, probably. But yeah, I was just down in, um, I went down to the Caribbean for a, about a week and where it was all, uh, you know, in the morning I'm wearing shorts and sitting on the beach and then come back and, you know, I'm, it's like, I don't know what the thing is. So it's like 20 degrees outside and a lot of really windy, whatever that is. I don't know, probably. So that's like negative something Celsius, negative five, maybe. I don't know. Somewhere in there, but it was cold. It was pretty cold. And, uh, but yeah, so now it's, is good to be back um wherever but anyway so so you are a love coach um and i wanted to say it like that just because it sounded cool so um you're a love coach so how did you get into being a love coach was that i mean was that something that just sort of came about naturally or what what was it it was a bit of a of a personal journey to start with, but like I'm also French, that's my background, and um, yeah, I grew up with romance all over the shop, and I I didn't realize it until I lived here, and the dating scene is so cutthroat and very different. Oh. <laughs> um, but what, so? what got me, um, so what so what got me into love coaching to start with is a breakup and so I went into some soul searching journey and eventually became a coach and um further down the track decided I wanted to focus on love because that's what I needed to work on for myself so I thought the best way I can help people and teach them is if I learn it for myself first and because I have a personal interest in it and I'm passionate about it um but then when you go, like as a French girl, if I if I walk down the street in France, like I, I go to the bakery, I sit in a cafe anywhere, I start a conversation pretty naturally and things just happen. Uh, where here in Australia, it, it's 
really strange like I, I I do the same thing and people or men rather um would just answer my my question but they won't take it as a hint to you know there's maybe a certain interest and we can continue the conversation or and I feel like okay I think I'm, I'm not that you know I'm not that bad looking uh and, right. and no. I'm pretty friendly and <laughs> so what's going on <laughs> um so yeah, that was that's interesting. And I recently actually did a research where I interviewed French people living in Australia to see if they had the same experience of what's going on in terms of mindset. And yeah, they pretty much confirmed my experience uh, where where the mindset, the European mindset, is not just French. It's very different from Anglo-Saxon um, mindset. So yeah. So how many French people are living in Australia? Did you go down and like know people or something? Or I mean, you just type in French people in Australia or I mean, how do you find them? Oh, pretty easy. So I live in a suburb where there's a French school. So there's quite a, a lot oh, of French okay. people living here to start with. Um, but yeah, just join some uh, Facebook groups with French people living in Australia. And uh, <laughs> that was pretty easy to, to reach out to them. And everyone, like the French community loves love. And as soon as I put up posts, like people definitely easily, quickly reached out to me to say, hey, hey I want to share about that. Um, so it was really interesting. So then what kind of stuff are they saying? I mean, like, uh, are you getting, I mean, so are people, are they mostly doing online? dating and then it's just awkward to I mean just kind of that way here um like I don't know because uh it just seems everyone's online dating and no one really talks that much here and I'm in I mean I don't know I just moved here but um I'm over like I'm in Connecticut right now which is like I don't know in between New York and Boston and um yeah, I mean, even here, or, you know, I was, I've, I've moved a bunch in the last four years, but it's kind of been the same thing. It's just a lot of people are, it's online dating and they don't, I don't know if they, it's a lost art just being able to talk to people or if people over the last few years with that combined with, um, you know, stuff shutting down and people wearing masks and all that stuff, whether if that plays into it or if it's just, I don't know, because, yeah, it doesn't seem like people have that ability. And I don't, is that, I mean, it's something that you're kind of encountering as well, or? So, so that's exactly why I created my business, is that I felt that despite, you know, all the tools we have, the social media, the dating apps, and everything we use during, you know, COVID stuff, um, despite all these means for connection, people have never been as disconnected as they are today. And they don't know how to approach each other. They don't know how to talk to each other. And uh, and there's this common belief that the only way to meet someone is online. Uh, and, and so that's what I work on with my clients. You know, we work on the mindset. And after four or five sessions, very organically, they will meet someone. They don't need an app or anything. No one wants to use the app. Everyone feels they have to, but no one likes them. And so that's... That's the result it produces. If you don't like it, you create a result that you don't like either. Um, where if you fill up your cup and you love yourself and you just live your best life, you, you know, you become magnetic. You just radiate. Everyone wants what you're having. Um, so right. that's yeah. what we do. 
yeah the uh it's it's hard that it's i don't know because like i didn't start using dating apps until like i tried it one time and i just when i that would have been like at least 10 years ago i tried it and i was like now this is this is fucked up like why am i doing this and it just felt horrible and then i mean yeah i tried it again and it was i got better results but still like i feel like from that time of like everyone else doing that and i'm still out there trying to talk to people like i still have that i still feel like i can do that i still feel like i can go up and talk to people that i don't know but now yeah i mean it's just weird that what people will do are just off on dating apps and keeping that as your only option and not going out anywhere like how i don't know because it's hard to I, I can't convey the same shit that i'm saying to you now in a text or something like that i'm not i'm not good at that like um, and, and so th that's where the apps are completely skewed is that for one it's a marketing tool you know like if you're if you're uh, really good at marketing even if you're the most horrible person uh, you can create an awesome profile that everyone wants uh, but then you don't go past that because obviously it's not sustainable and like when you meet the person you know you have to show your true, true self um, and then you have really awesome people who don't know how to market themselves and then the second layer to that is that communication so that's um, NLP stuff so that's where I'm a, a specialist um is uh, that communication is only 7% words. So 92% of communication is your body language and the tone of your voice. So when you text someone or you, when you read something, depending on the mood you're in, you're going to read it with your own filters. So let's say you read something and you're in a super happy mood, you take it positively. The same message, but you're in a crappy mood, you're going to see it as the worst message ever. So it, it's that's where the apps is really difficult. And and also because there's the, the screen in between, people allow themselves to write stuff or to behave like ghosting, for example, in ways they would never do in person. They would never try. They would, no. Right. Um, yeah, the ghosting part is crazy. And it's just it's so easy and you know when when you're talking to someone in real life like there's you do that that's it's pretty confrontational at the same time it, like ghosting is this supposed to be this nice thing like you're just letting them down gently but that's a hell of a lot more confrontational than being like going up to the person and saying hey you know what i don't like you uh i've i don't want to fucking see you again that's less confrontational than just ghosting someone. Yeah. That's when you got people that end up doing crazy shit. Like I had a, um, I had a friend, I had a couple people that I went to high school with. Um, and then this dude got, yeah, I don't know. It was a weird thing with the guy got really weird and started stalking her and stuff. And then, you know, she ghosted him, but, yeah, and one thing led to another, and they ended up both. Uh, yeah, uh, he ended up coming and finding her and killing her, and then killing himself, and oh, it wow. was an interesting thing. But so yeah, so like I don't know because it's all. It seems a lot easier just to go up to someone, and I'm I like being able to talk to people. Like I feel weird if I ghosted someone. I would feel much worse than telling someone to you know get, 
kick rocks, whatever, whatever the hell people say now. Um, and, and so there's different layers to that, like, you know, with, with that research that I did where uh, culturally French people like to be upfront to, you know, we're not scared of conflict. So we would say, hey, well, that was cool, but I don't think we we're good for each other. So have a nice right. life. Bye. Uh, where Australian people are just like under the understanding that if I'm not saying anything is that, you know, I don't see any future for it. So French people would take that as ghosting, you know, like if I'm just saying it, like sending you a text and you don't come back to me, I'm like, it's ghosting me. Where for Australian yeah. people, it's like, no, no, well, she will understand that, you know, I'm not interested. I'm like, so there's a lot of open loops, like in the air, a lot of energy leakage because everyone is on their toes, like guessing and assuming what other people are thinking instead of saying things the way they are. Like, I prefer a harsh truth than, than you know, sweet lies. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, so I grew up in Portland, Oregon. It's like Portland, Oregon, uh, Portland, uh, all of Canada. Um, and then I lived in Minnesota. There's a thing called Minnesota Nice. Uh, same thing in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, I lived there before I moved here. And it's all the same thing. It's all this weird, they don't want to, they're super nice uh up behind like to your face but then like they won't they won't just say no they won't like they don't want to say no they don't want to say this it's over it's just like oh well you know like they're just so nice and but they're not it's not being nice yeah. doing that and just because you don't know you're just always like i don't i don't know what the fuck you're like is something wrong with you or is something wrong with me or what's your deal? Like, why don't, why don't you just tell me what's up? And so it's nice here. Like people are very much sound like, you know, the, a lot of the French are where it's just, you know, where you stand with people and, you know, you, you just say it, you can just like, I don't care if someone, I mean, I've had people, many people that don't like me and um, I have people that do like me, but like, I don't, I don't mind. Like I, so I can, um, like in the pro wrestling world, like I've had people, many people who don't like me, fans and stuff. Um, and I'm cool with that. Like, whatever, like, good, good, good. Like, I'd rather know that. And, but that, that's kind of a different thing. That's kind of like a different world. But I mean, just with you so many... this room. what? Oh, sorry. No, it's you cool. Like, around I... yourself. <laughs> go ahead you'd rather surround yourself with people you know who resonate with you and want the same thing as you and um you know because this way you can grow and support each other and at least if someone says no and gives you maybe an answer that's an opportunity for both of you to to grow uh you know a way or another so when you you keep people around you that you're not too sure whether they're supporting wherever you're going or whatever you want to achieve, um, yeah, you're just wasting energy and time on both parts. Like, yeah, just be upfront. Now, the way French people deliver, and maybe that's a language issue when we live overseas, uh, can be seen as rude, and <laughs> just because yep. we're just so straightforward. Um, but you know, <laughs> we do our best. <laughs> yeah, it's it's better. I think yeah, it's, I think it's less rude, but yeah, some people yeah just see it the other way, and it's 
it's hard. It's it's a weird disconnect between some people and um but you know, then you find your people. If you don't have to have not everybody has to like you and you don't have to like everybody. And that's that's kind of something that I've definitely learned. And I'm glad I learned that one earlier. That, you know, you don't not everyone has to be your friend. You can be nice to people, but yeah, not everyone has to be your friend and what you gonna do? But so okay, so what what brought you to Australia? I guess would be my next thing. If you were you're in France one day and you just you see yeah. you watch Crocodile Dundee or something. Uh, and... uh, no, that well the funny thing is I actually didn't want to go to Australia. <laughs> yeah. All I all I'd seen on TV was uh, Bondi Beach, so that's a very famous beach here, and uh, pretty much it would show you blonde surfers um and that's all they did and I found it really shallow and I was like oh that's great but you know there's more to life than surfing and I don't even surf so um but uh at the times I had a health issue that got me to think well if I was to die tomorrow which wasn't the case but uh uh, what do I want to do with my life? And I wanted to travel and to help people. So I um, started working for the International Committee of the Red Cross in Geneva and wasn't able to go in the field. So I just sold everything I had and did my own trip. So I did a few missions on the way. So I went to India, Nepal, uh, Southeast Asia, uh, Bali, um, Australia, because that was on my ticket, in my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> uh and I met an Aussie guy and um so I, I kept I kept traveling a little around. bit didn't finish didn't finish at all but um yeah <laughs> came back to Australia for him and we stayed together for, for a while so eventually fell in love with Australia so we're not together anymore but I love my life here and um yeah it's a really beautiful country so if anyone want to come and visit uh, it's a pretty cool part of the world yeah I it seems like a really cool part. Uh, yeah, my sister, she lived there for a little bit in Sydney. And yeah, she, I'm surprised she didn't go back. I'm surprised she didn't stay there. Uh, but yeah. It's, it's far, far, far away from everything. <laughs> That's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like it was a, a good, good trip. Cause yeah, like I, I think it's like 20 some hours from the West Coast or close to 20, like, I, I want to yeah. say from, yeah, it, it was something long because it's like to go to China from Portland was 17 hours, I think. And I think, yeah, then it's a little further than that. But yeah, that's that's a long time to be on an airplane right there. So, um, yeah, well, to go to France, the minimum, like the shortest, shortest flight is 21 hours and whoa. two legs. So, yeah, it's always pretty long to go home and what's weird though is that when I'm here in Australia I call France home but when I'm in France I call Australia home so yeah I'm a citizen of the world <laughs> yeah I mean literally on the other side of the world and mm. yeah, that's really cool um so yeah I so I have a friend uh and she so she does sounds kind of like the same deal as you do um and so it's cool getting being able to kind of hear what you're saying and hear what she's saying. Her name is uh, Camille. She has a she has it's called Master Offline Dating, and so mm -hmm. it's 
same same sort of deal and um yeah it's i did a podcast with her i've known her since i was four years old and um wow. so yeah it's crazy like yeah so yeah we were just little kids and i still still you know really good good friends with her and um but yeah so i think she was maybe like 25 episodes back or so but um yeah so it's it's interesting to be able to you know com compare and contrast so but so what's when you're finding someone um to work with or not you find someone to work with but someone's coming to find you i mean what's what's the person the ideal person not as like a um a client but like someone really i'm really happy to see this kind of person because they're gonna get the most out of this like what kind of who, who would that be i always have a free session with with people before we start working together because i really want to make sure the person's ready for for the process um because it always starts with the commitment to themselves and to what they want because a lot of people say oh i want to be in a relationship but if they if they're single today it's because part of them doesn't want to and sometimes that part of them that's unconscious is stronger and, and will keep them in the loop and no matter what action I give them to do no matter what you know mindset work we do so that session is really to assess of well where are you at in your journey is it really something that you want in your life and, and that's the starting point because otherwise they won't get results and um no matter what I do and I I do want people to to find love like that's why I'm here for so yeah. I don't want to set them a dream when I know from the beginning um the level of commitment is not there for them to find uh love so now the people I, I do work with they usually either the forever single uh you know they had maybe one long relationship but since they only had like you know three months or two months relationships it doesn't work it's never the right person uh and typically people reach out when they have a crisis like when everything goes well you know you don't go see a coach or a doctor or, or anyone to support you because everything's cool um yeah. but people tend to come and see me um whether for women it's a lot around their 40s uh when they want to have a family they want to have kids and they haven't met anyone in such a long time um that they start being desperate on that front or i get um People, and it's often men actually on the other side of the equation after a divorce where they haven't dated for so long you know they've been married for 14 years for 22 years and they're like well the dating scene has changed so much and I don't know how to position myself in that market when I've been with one person for so long um so in, in both cases there's a lot of underlying suffering of, of you know I really want to overcome that I really want to meet someone but there's so much to clean up in a way, uh, to bring them in a place where they love themselves so much, where they're so happy with their life that there's essentially not much to do for a, like the best person to come into their life. Like, they, yeah, the, it's very close. Most of the time, there's people that they, they walk past pretty much every day, um, but they never paid attention to because they were so focused on, you know, their pain or, or other things or, or valuing things that really 
were not important to build a relationship or judging people you know like the typical is a woman in corporate who would have like a, a checklist of what the perfect guy should be like but then you introduce them to that guy and they add more boxes to the list um and that's typically because there's a part of them that's so afraid that's so scared that no matter who you present to them they'll never be ready to be in a relationship so every single person i've worked with um is beautiful and fascinating to work with and what's incredible with coaching and that's the bit, the selfish bit of it is that um um uh, you know my clients reflect oh a mirror like anyone in your life not just in coaching but anyone in your life is pretty much a mirror of yourself it's a projection of your own mindset so when I have a client in front of me that has whatever issue it is most of the time I would have the same issue going for me at the time so helping them unpack what's going on uh, helps me unpack what's going on for me which might be at a different degree or maybe I've already addressed that not that long ago um but yeah it's fascinating to see the dynamics and who comes into your life at what time and how without knowing or wanting even uh we support each other all the time and and even the people who makes you make you the most angry or you know trigger you the most like they're blessings because they allow you to to realize that there's a trigger there's a wound there's something to be working on so yeah i really yeah. love coaching for that it's pretty awesome yeah. And so like, and you were saying earlier too, like if someone doesn't want to, I don't know, like if they say they want to, um, you know, meet someone, they really want to get out, but then at the same time they don't. So, I mean, well, I mean, what do you say then? Cause like for, if I have someone that tells me they want to stop smoking or whatever, whatever the hell they're, they're saying, like, I tell them like, you know, don't, don't feel bad about, um, smoking just if you're going to smoke, but like if someone else wants you to smoke or stop smoking or, you know, like you're not sure if you want to, don't, don't beat yourself up about it. And it's probably the same thing with your clients. Uh, it's just, don't just when, when you get there, then, then, hit, you know, get a hold of me again and we'll, we'll work. But it's not going to do you any good. It's not going to do me any good. It's going to make, you're not going to get your money's worth because subconsciously you're thinking you already have that block that I, I can't, that there is, why am I, you know, but someone else, some external force is saying, Hey, do this, but like, ah, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe I will. But yeah, if it's, you're not wanting to do it, they're just, don't don't feel bad don't feel bad just work on yourself and take a little time for that and that's there's nothing wrong with that and i don't know so is that sort of what you get with that then or yeah the the biggest symptom is that they will have a big big list of excuses you know and say oh but yeah but men are this way is they all men because uh, I know a man that's not like that yes but that's different because or you know oh yeah but you don't understand my work situation oh but you don't understand this or this or that and and from the the moment they think uh, they're so special that no one can understand or that they know everything or they have so many excuses when they're more attached to the excuses than to actually change well they can't change um so so yeah, I right. say that to them I say look you, you look to be um 
very attached to your excuses. So you can continue with your excuses if that's what you want to do. But if you want a different outcome, if you want to change your life, if you want to meet someone, you're going to have to change the recipe. You're going to have to change something. Um, but that's completely up to you. Like I can't force you to, to start the process. You choose. You create your life. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, that's, that's a hard truth for some and I'm I don't know so I mean to some people they just I don't know do they just shut down at that point do some of them shut down or is it like uh you, you you're not wrong but like shit like like they, they don't they don't realize that that's that you're just dead on and no one's ever said that to them before like but it's you it's well, that, that's when I've done my work, <laughs> you know, if I was just agreeing with them. As a coach, I'm here to bring perspective to to what they're doing. I'm not here to tell them what to do. I'm here to, to bring some perspective to help them think differently so that they can get a different outcome. So if I just agree with them, oh, yeah, poor you, you know, work really doesn't help. Oh, poor you, you don't have the money. Oh, oh I'm so sorry for you. Like, it's not going to help them. So if I'm not you know, helping them see things different, seeing what things different, uh, they're not going to do any different. And, um, and yes, yeah, sometimes they're really angry at me, but then that's uh, either, you know, it's because they need a bit of time to unpack and think about it and then say, oh, maybe she was right. Or uh, it's, again, their mindset that they are a victim, that everything else uh, is against them. And from that standpoint, you can't change your life. You're not in control of your life. It's very disempowering. Um, but again, like no matter who they work with, no matter who the coach is, it's not going to change the result. And some people, you know, just because they pay a coach to say, oh, yes, I'm committed because I paid the money. And it's not about the money. It's about the behavior. You know, we test commitment through behavior. Um, yeah. So. And with everyone, I mean, with them just hitting that thing and saying that they are a victim and can't go past that. Um, I mean, so if you take the basic story, like uh, the story, like you have the character, the conflict, the rising action, the climax to the, you know, the resolution, but if you tell me you're a victim, when you're going up that rising action and then it's like you're a victim, you just the story's over. It's like mm. there's nothing. You don't you don't have that point where the the character, the the person you're rooting for, which is you, the person that's coming to get it, is going to have the positive outcome. It's just it just stops. The story stops, and it's not going to get going until you you face that. Like just the character in the story. The character in the story has to face that that big problem, and it's usually whether it's an internal or external or a combination of the both. The story doesn't go on until that's resolved, and so yeah, I mean it's. It can be a hard truth, but it's something people got to do. And we got to do it with yeah. every part of our life. You can't just run from it. Like the story 
you can't just have a story and be like, oh, okay, well, here's the character. This is good. Um, well, they, you know, that's it. That's as far as they got. So the end. And <laughs> that seems to be the story for people now sometimes. And it's hard to watch that. I mean, but everyone has to have their own journey. But and you can only go choice. when you want to. Yeah, you can. But yeah, so I mean, hopefully people will, yeah, want to, you know, better themselves if they can and they can go to you. So if people want to go to you and find you, how do they go and find you? I think the easiest way is to go to my website, uh, which is aureliehervet.com. So A U R E L I E H E R V E T. Dot com. And uh, from there, if you are single, I really encourage you to join my uh, dating list because um, I'm starting to do a bit of matchmaking. Um, but you also get a few tips to to do really that deep introspection and see where your blocks might be so that you can create your best life and start attracting the right people into your life because that's really how it works. Start with you. It always starts with you, you know, everything outside of you is a projection of your own mindset. So if you can fix yourself, um, (laughs) everything else falls into place. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Well, I like that very much. Well, uh, it was great meeting you and yeah, I hope everyone can get out and and anyone that can use your knowledge and and anything else that they can or you know, if not you got you got something great to listen to and, and check out anyway. So um thank you so much, Arlie. And thank you, Rusty. Yeah. I really enjoyed and, spending time. Yeah, me too. And everybody else, thank you for listening. And that is the show, man.